You are listening to the Birmingham Property News Podcast, following the property market in Birmingham and surrounding areas. With property advice, landlord information, market updates, local community news and analysis. Join us as we bring industry professionals to the mic to discuss the latest developments. Hello, it's me, Tom Bauer for Birmingham Property News, and we are back for episode five of the Birmingham Property News podcast. And this week it is landlords, do not switch estate agents. This week I'm joined by Hamid El Kabusi from Barrows and Forrester, and he's the lettings manager there. We're also joined by Emma Cooper, who's a landlord of 22 years across London and Birmingham. We'll be covering topics all around consumer behaviour. What is it about human beings that do not like change and do not like risk? We're also looking at what landlords are requiring from their estate agents. And finally, we end the conversation with myths around switching estate agency. So this is episode five. Take a listen. For more podcasts like this, you can tune in to birminghampropertynews.co.uk. Hello, everyone. It's me, Tom Bauer from Barrows and Forrester, and we are back for episode five of Birmingham Property News podcast. And today's episode, as I've said in the intro, is Landlords, Don't Bother Switching controversial title I know but let's go into it today so obviously I've told you who our guests are so Hamid uh, do you just want to give me a background of your uh, experience in property? Yeah I started in property uh, 11 years ago I uh, worked for a, uh, an, an agent in Birmingham City Centre um, stayed with them for 10 years and uh, I've just switched over to Barrowland Forest to become the lettings manager Fantastic. And today uh, we've got a landlord with us as well, which is always nice. It's always nice to have uh, landlords on with us. So Emma Cooper. Uh, Emma, do you want to tell us about your experience within the property sector? Sure. Um, I bought my first property when I was 22. Um, Back in the days when in London, property was much more affordable than it is now. Um, Now almost 45. And myself and my partner have over the years have built up a portfolio in London. And we've recently branched out to Birmingham as well. So we have couple of properties in Birmingham now yeah. so <laughs> and the joys of recording obviously <laughs> means that <laughs> yes sorry we still have everyone <laughs> has family lives know. going on no that's okay no it's brilliant so uh so yeah I'm going to jump straight into it actually before I want to get into property I want to actually look more because I'm a marketer by trade so I'm I'm fascinated with people's decision-making and their behaviors around uh, making decisions and actually consumer behavior is really fascinating when it comes to not switching. So before I even go into property, uh, how many of you have switched banks within the last five years? I've stuck with with my bank for the last five years. Um, How often do you change your car insurance provider? Um, It depends. It depends on price when I look for renewals, to be honest. Ahmed's face looks like it means he never switches. I've never switches. I've been driving since November, so <laughs> I'm still with my yeah. first insurance. Yeah, so, and similar with energy providers as well. So, how often do we switch energy providers? I've been with every year. Yeah. yeah. I've been with the same provider for years, but I, I actually switched two weeks ago. I mean, I've been with the same provider for about seven years. 
So before I even actually get into property itself, it's just interesting. And again, I know it's a very small sample size is that we all give different answers depending on what type of service we were looking for. Some of us religiously change all the time. Some of us don't. Uh, some of us are in the middle, but it depends on what services is. So obviously when we then start looking into property, so why do you think people don't like to switch? Whether that be banking, whether that be car insurance, whether that might be changing your landlord or changing your agency, sorry. Complacency, I think. And, and people don't have the time, I think, would be number one answer. I think it's fairly unknown and people are, am I going to get a better or worse service? Um, and people don't have those answers straight away. Um, yes, banks and insurance companies can make uh, X, Y, and Z promises, but unfortunately not, not everybody delivers on those promises. You know, um, things change, terms and conditions change over, you know, the course of the contract. Um, so I think it is just fairly unknown. Yeah, I think you've touched on a really interesting point there, Howard. So obviously, if you start looking into the psychology of it and the behavioral mm-hmm. insights for it, uh, people don't like change. Uh, yeah. People fear the unknown. Uh, risk is a massive factor. And we hear that word risk across everything from our daily lives through to business, through to banking, etc., and finances. And uh, yeah, I think, I think that is one of the reasons why we find people don't switch um, in whatever service they're looking for. So... Out of interest, then let's let's move it into property because uh, that's what we're here for at the end of the day. Is uh, and Emma, this we just really like to hear your first-hand experience. What as as a landlord, what are you looking for when you're looking for those services within property? In terms, of which services? Apologies. Um, so, in um, terms of estate agency, um, a good relationship, um, straightforwardness. Um, I would take that, um, and especially that's what, what, what I've learned most over the last few weeks, because obviously things have changed dramatically for, for all of us, is over sort of a rental income that somebody could get you. And um, I, ju- I think the relationship that you have with the agents and be, people being straightforward with you um, for the next few years definitely is going to be paramount, what I would look for over anything else people being straightforward and delivering on, on their promises. And it's interesting, you just mentioned there for a couple of years, do you review your relationships with estate agents um, on an annual basis or is it something that you just leave in the background as long as the, as long as the rent's being paid and things are being looked after? I haven't. I think if something's not broken, don't fix it. But I've been very surprised by the... I, so basically, I've got numerous agents. We were solely with one agent for years and years and years. And over the last couple of years, that's changed slightly. Things have filtered out. Um, So I've seen a really different reaction from different agents throughout the last six weeks. Um, And it's been dramatically different. And it's really made me aware that for the next few years, you know, I think things are going to be quite different for lots of us going forwards. Um, And that will be the first thing that I look for is sort of honesty, integrity and reliability. Yeah. And so you touched on another interesting point there. So you said you've seen a lot of difference at the moment because obviously you've got multiple properties um, managed Mm -hmm. by multiple agents. What what have been those differences? What are those nuances that you're seeing? Unbelievable extremes. Unbelievable. So from people being really, um, as Hamid has been, completely proactive, positive, you know, trying to make the best out of a bad situation, trying to kind of, you know, keep things moving to just 
not being able to get hold of anyone, um, complete negativity. I actually had somebody that we've, you know, um, I'm paying high management fees for tell mm. me that um, I was completely um, unrealistic and almost selfish, basically, was hinted at me for trying to make money out of property during this period. Um, and the questions I was asking, it wasn't that I was trying to make money, it was trying to safeguard really high debts and outgoings that we have to kind of, you know, manage my overall situation. So, you know, as I say, from people being completely positive and proactive and trying to take our interests at heart and just keep the market moving, which I think is what really does need to happen. Um, so, you know, we obviously need to safeguard people that do need help and support right now, mm. but we also need to keep things moving um, and, you know, not have a huge backlog in a couple of months and not have, um, you know, just, you know, basically keep it positive and keep it moving. So, you know, from really from one extreme to the other, I've had from a variety of agencies. It's been really interesting to see. That's really interesting to find that. Um, yeah, so, how, really. yeah, so, so, Hamid, I'll just bring you on in you on this. Um, yeah. So, obviously, you've, you've got... Uh, 10 years experience now working within property and you must have worked with hundreds of landlords over those years. Yes. Um, being kind. I don't want to say thousands. Can we say thousands? <laughs> might say no. thousands. <laughs> We're getting there though. We're working on it. We are. We are. Um, but in terms of what, what do you think the consensus is between landlords um, in terms of what they're looking for? I know, um, I know for us, we try and tailor our service to the individual, but if you were going to, break that down and analyze it. What is it that you feel landlords are looking for in terms of their service? Um, agents? I, think, I mean, I think that can be broken down a little bit. I think um, landlords with, let's say, one or two properties, you know, that might be new to um, the rent gains or the investing gains, um, they tend to go with the cheapest. And this is, this is, this is what I found over the 10 years, um, uh, especially in Birmingham. Uh, they, they look for a cheaper deal. Obviously, they want to maximize their return. Whereas a you know qualified um, investor who's got a portfolio of let's say five or ten properties maybe more um, they go for the service they want completely hands off they don't want to be a part of it they just want to see the rent in their account every month and they don't mind paying for it you know as long as you're giving that service you know the honesty the reliability the um, the good communication um, some landlords are like why are you even calling me you know as long as my rent's there I don't want to speak to you. You know, mm. um, and, I, and I have had people like that um, in the past, in my previous role, saying, you just rent my property. You know, I'm too busy to be talking to you. Whereas landlords who maybe you know, just have one or two, they, they're, they're the opposite. They're on the phone to you every day saying, what's happening with my property? Or what, what can I do? You know, they, they just want to chinwag about their property because I think they just like the, not attention, I think attention is the wrong the the wrong word to use, but they like the, they like to feel like they're doing something. Assurance, maybe. Yeah, assurance. That's, assurance. that's, that's probably a, a better word yeah. to go with. Um, so, I'm not going to paint everyone with the same brush. Um, I think landlords, um, they are different. Um, as we said at the start of this conversation, you know, not, not all of us gave the same answers to uh, changing banks um, or changing insurance companies. Um, it's just on a case by case basis. Um, so I think, yeah, landlords with one or two, I think they're more hands on. Um, obviously, they want to protect what uh, they have invested in. And I think uh, landlords with uh, a lot more in their portfolio are sort of a bit more hands off. 
Yeah, it's interesting to see the scope. And I know uh, I've experienced that since working for Barrows and Forrester in terms of mm. it really is tailored to that individual. Yeah. Um, it, and I think that's what it comes down to at the end of the day. And, and, and it's no different to marketing, customer service. It is, it's about giving that personal service and, and being able to add value to those people. Um, mm-hmm. And if, like you say, if, if you don't want to be interrupted because you're running a massive business and, and your property portfolio is a bit of a side hustle then and it's ticking away nicely, then leave it as is. But yeah, like I said, if it's your first property... It becomes a bit of your first child almost, and yeah. you just you want to nurture it and and know what it's going on on a daily basis and work through it. So yeah, it's it's interesting to see the different spectrum you get working within the sector and what people are looking for. So again, Emma. So moving on to the next point in terms of where we're going with this is obviously over the years, what are the kind of things that have forced your hand to go? Do you know what? It's time to switch, or at least start looking into switching estate agents um i think when you see that people are not being straightforward um and when you feel that a relationship is broken down i i personally operate on a relationship basis so if you know if i've got a letting manager that i have a really good relationship with and if he tells me something i know that you know i i trust what they say um i think when that when you feel that that's changing and when that's when the service isn't being delivered then i think then i feel it's time to change definitely yeah really interesting and then Hamid again uh, you, you've poached many uh, landlords over the years from, from uh, competitors uh, even even bringing people in who potentially haven't used an estate agent before or maybe have done it themselves so what what are the kind of things that you've seen when, when people have come to you uh, with those initial inquiries about potentially switching um, it's Again, what Emma said, um, it's when that relationship breaks down between the landlord and the agent. You know, um, in, in most cases, landlords, their, their investment property or their rental property is probably the biggest investment they're probably going to make in their life. You know, so they, they want someone who's qualified um, to look after that and put their interests um, first uh, rather than their own. So yes, we might take a cut on our management fee, but if we're giving that service to the landlord, you know, they, they're going to potentially buy more, give us more, refer a friend, refer a family, whatever, you know. Um, and then that's, that's how you build your business. As, as, um, as Emma said, it's just building relationships, you know, long-standing relationships rather than, right, the tenant's only in there for six months. We've only got this landlord for six months and then they move on. That's not the case. Uh, with, with us, we, we want to maintain our landlords and we want to, um, as you said, poach landlords from other agents, but not, not everybody's happy with their agent. And sometimes they are a bit scared to, uh, to move or give notice or think there's high fees involved with, with switching um, or it's a complicated process. It's not, you know, if you keep it simple um, and let the agent do their jobs, you know, the agents know what they're talking about and that's what they get paid to do, you know, advise and um, they need to control the situation. But obviously, keeping the landlord informed of what stage they're at. And again, it goes back to that communication. I think communication is key because I think if the landlords are kept involved every step of the way, um, that shows you're open, you're honest. Um, and most landlords like, like to be kept in the loop, you know, even if they don't need to do anything. It just saves them yeah. writing you an email on a Friday afternoon saying, right, Hamad, what's the update with this? Landlords should not have to do that. You know, they're paying you, so you have to go to them. 
I honestly couldn't agree more. And I think as landlords can be tarred with a bad brush, agents can have be tarred with a bad brush also. And, you know, some people, some agents are so short-sighted that when you find someone like Hamid, I trust what he says. And I trust that when he tells me what to do and when he tells me he can deliver something, I know it's going to happen. And that is paramount over profit. And paramount over anything. There's no need to change when you have that relationship and when you have that trust. There's no need to change because there are so many agents that are so short-sighted that are just seeing you as a, you know, a commission for the next six months or the next whatever. And they're, they're missing the bigger picture of building that relationship. And potentially we can work together for 10 years. Mm-hmm. You, do you understand what I mean? But so many people miss that. And when you find somebody that is smart enough to be long-sighted, there's no need to change. And until that relationship breaks down, there's absolutely no need to change whatsoever. Yeah, I think that's really important. Um, I'm, I'm fairly Thank new you. to property. I've, I've my background's marketing and comms. Worked across a number of different sectors. So uh, I think property. I'm coming up to nine or ten months now. Um, I'm fascinated by the marketing approach, the customer service approach across okay. the sector. Um, again, real eye opener. Uh, Again, I've mentioned it on the podcast previously, estate agents are the fourth least trusted industry in the UK. Only beaten by and landlords can't be far behind. <laughs> you know, we've got really, behind. <laughs> yeah, we've got a really bad reputation. Yeah. And you know, I've got I've got many tenants that I've had for four years. You know, and it's the same with the tenants because if as if as a landlord, if you spend that extra little bit of money and you do that, go that extra mile to look after people, this, they don't move because. Mm. What are they moving? They could be moving from something really good to something really bad. So, mm. you know, you have tenants for four or five years. It makes your life easier in the long run to go that extra. It's the same, you know, it's exactly the same for Definitely. agents and for landlords. It doesn't make sense to cut corners and, and to, you know, to not do the right thing. Exactly. And this yeah. the tenants abusing, you know, if, if you feel, okay, they're <laughs> yeah. taking, you know, abusing and yeah. it's going the other way, and then that's another story. But, you know, But I think think it is, again, that's a really interesting point you brought up. It is about that relationship between the tenant, the landlord and the estate agency. And they've all got to work together. Uh, And obviously, you take, for example, COVID-19 and where we are at the moment. It is about working together. It is about sitting down and finding out something that works. You might have a landlord who has their mortgage to pay and they might not have any income. You might have a tenant who's been fantastic. They might have been there for two or three years. They might have unfortunately been made redundant, uh, but they're a bloody good tenant. And you might have yeah. an, estate agent, an estate agent there who obviously wants to keep everyone happy and, and act almost as the middleman. And so I think this is what we're going to find. And I'll move on to it now, actually, in terms of what we think post-coronavirus or, well, I'll say post-coronavirus, it's probably going to be with us for a while. But how do we see that, how do we see that landscape moving on? Um, with that relationship in terms of how landlords are going to work with tenants and tenants are going to work with landlords and estate agency. So what, what do you think for that, Ahmed? Well, I think um, at the, well, when we eventually do come to the end of this, um, some agents might still be there, some agents might not, unfortunately, um, just the way the business is. Um, but I think it's what agents are doing now um, and showing their portfolio of landlords um, how they're dealing with this. I mean, this has been the biggest crisis since I've been in property. Um, so I think it's it's how agents come out at, at the end of it. Um, I think, um, you know, we need to prove our worth. 
we need to say to, well, we need to show landlords, yes, we're still open, we're still letting properties, we're still updating, we're still managing your property. Yes, we're still paying us a management fee, so we're still working for you, you know? And I think that's, that's, that's going to be the main thing. It's how, land, how agents perform now to show their landlords, yes, they're worth their money. Yeah, and we, I think we mentioned that last week or the week before on the podcast. Again, not, not specifically around property, but how businesses act during this crisis is, will be remembered. Absolutely. Whether, totally. and, and, we, and we name-dropped a couple of places, whether it was Ryanair <laughs> or Weatherspoons or, yeah. or Topshop. Amazon. Amazon. I don't want to, seriously, I don't want to shop with Amazon anymore. Honestly, once this is over, and I hope, I, I hope honestly, and I, I'm going to get a little bit emotional as a woman, yeah. <laughs> I hope that there are enough small businesses still around, and I'm doing my, as my, my utmost best to keep as many of them that I know as possible yeah. going, that I don't have to, because some of the behaviour from some of these larger companies has been diabolical and I think we really do need to remember that once this is over um, I just hope we keep enough small businesses going that we can all um, you know fall back on them afterwards I really do it's actually my biggest concern during all of this the Birmingham Property News podcast is sponsored by Barrows and Forrester Property Group if you're looking to sell, rent, purchase, or have your property managed by one of Birmingham's leading property companies, then contact them on 0121 296 2600 or visit www.barrowsandforester.co.uk. And if you're interested in sponsoring one of the shows that we have, please feel free to drop us a message. So I'm going to move into the last bit of the podcast because we've probably got about eight minutes left uh, in total. So, uh, Obviously, before we meet and record all the podcasts, we do a bit of research, we sit down with each other, put a few things together. Uh, and Hamid made a really interesting point in terms of myth-busting um, around, around uh, switching and, ha- and hassle, etc. So I'm going to read a couple of statements out. Just be good to get everyone's viewpoint on them. Um, mm-hmm. So Hamid, we'll lead with you. So is it possible to switch if you're signed with another agent? Um. You do have to stay. Uh, it is a legal binding contract. Um, so yes, it is true in most cases. Uh, you will be tied into an initial fixed term um, with your current agent. And uh, this is obviously to uh, avoid uh, landlords leaving immediately after an agent has invested their time and effort um, into finding a tenant, referencing the advertising um, and moving the new tenant in. Um, you know, it's not a simple process. Um, the initial term, it can vary between sort of six to 12 months uh, normally, uh, probably the best place to start is check your terms of business that, that, that you've signed. Um, obviously, that will um, that, that will outline the fixed term period and also the notice that you need to give uh, to terminate your contract. Um, however, if you're outside that fixed term or you're approaching the end of your contract, uh, and most, uh, you can like mostly um, end the contract by giving one or two months' notice. Um, this obviously doesn't coincide with the tenancy agreement. So just make that, um, so I just want to make that clear. The tenancy agreement and the terms of business are two completely different documents. So don't get confused by them. Okay, fantastic. And what, what would your advice be, Emma, uh, as a landlord to other landlords in terms of, obviously contracts are signed, but they tend to be on, on a year yearly deal or two-year or 18-month mm-hmm. deal. Um, so what, what would you say to those landlords who are potentially looking or are considering? I've never had any any issues. Um, we've had a couple of incidents, as I say, 
for for years, for a core amount of years, we had one agency that managed the whole portfolio, did all our lettings. Um, and then as we saw that, you know, the service was declining and, you know, promises for rents, et cetera, and, and new lettings, renewals weren't being fulfilled. So we opened up to other agents, other agents found tenants, you know, ahead of them. And we moved and we've been happy to move and we never had any issues with the fact that, you know, another agency then took the new tenancy because they were able to find the, the, the tenant sooner. Um, we've never had any issues with that. Okay, fantastic. And Hamid, you've kind of jumped the gun a little bit there, but I think we'll cover it in a bit more detail. So uh, when was if the tenant is on a rolling tenancy agreement? Um, you will need to give um, still some notice. Um, there might be, um, and well, if, if they're at the fixed term, um, I think the land can just give uh, one month's notice or two months' notice, depending on what's on their contract, um, to get out of that contract and move everything across to the um, the new agent. Okay, fantastic. And then I think this next one's really important. Um, so again, I'll come to you first, Hamid. So not wanted to lose the tenants that you currently have in the property when switching. I think many landlords believe that they have to wait till the end of their tenancy um, or the tenant's tenancy to, uh, to, to switch agents, um, but it's not the case. Uh, the tenancy agreement, um, as I said, is a contract um, between the landlord and the tenant um, and the agent working on behalf of the landlord. So changing agent does not affect the legal rights or obligations of either party. Um, it is actually um, a much straightforward process to change agent uh, during a tenancy um, as it means a new agent can... Um, smoothly uh, transition the property um, without the added task of advertising and finding a new tenant and all, um, and all those associated costs. Um, so if a letting agent hasn't been delivering on their service, uh, it is likely the tenant will be pleased <laughs> that the management is changing. Um, and we have seen that in the past, um, meaning that they're more likely to stay in the property for longer um, than, they, than they would have with um, the previous agent. Yeah, and I think, is, is that one of the things that plays on the back of your mind, Emma, in terms of if you are looking to switch or the services start to drop that, that fear of losing tenants and, and losing yes, income? Yes, I actually wasn't aware of that. I actually, I, I, I've never been in that situation. I've only ever changed agents. Um, and obviously, I'm, I'm talking about 22 years. I've only ever changed agent when I've changed tenant. And I actually didn't realise that you could. So that's actually really interesting okay. for me to know. Never so be in that position, but it's really nice to know that that is a possibility. Um, and I, I'm actually really keen to look into that more myself now. There you go. So not only are we uh, teaching the masters who are listening, exactly. to this, even the panelists are learning today. So exactly. I think that's very good. And then I think one of the other things as well, Howard, you keep jumping the gun because I think I've briefed you too well this week, uh, is the hassle of switching. So how much hassle is it switching? Because it's all about... I don't want to spend time on this. I've got plenty of other things to do. I'm a landlord. Why should I bother do all this paperwork when it comes to switching? Uh, you mentioned paperwork. There is no paperwork. Um, it's just literally, uh, you can sign an online document to say, yes, you as a new agent are instructed to manage and let my property. So changing letting agents, whether it's at the end or during tenancy, is pretty straightforward for landlords. Uh, I can't stress that enough. Um, I know Emma, you've been through it, and I, I don't think you've um, experienced any sort of hiccups along the way um, in terms of contracts and uh, tenancy agreements and keys and um, arranging yeah. inspections and things like that. Um, 
So I think once uh, Atlanta was given their agent written notice that they would like to leave, um, new agent in majority of the cases um, will handle all the aspects of that, of, of the switch. Um, so, it's, so as I said, it is a completely hands-off uh, thing to do. Um, it's a completely hands-off process. Um, so we, as the new agent, um, speaking as a new agent here, we'll contact the tenant if there is one in there. Um, and just sort of introduce ourselves, maybe go around to the property, uh, do an inspection and just see the current state of the property um, and what um, is the tenant happy? Are there any outstanding maintenance issues? Um, are they struggling to pay their rent? Are they, you know, is it the same tenants that are in the property that signed the tenancy agreement? You know, so we, we need to, one, eyeball the property, view the tenants face-to-face um, and obviously we can liaise with the old agents to get the, like I said, the tenancy agreements, the inventories, reference reports, deposit details. You know, we can we can manage all that um, ourselves. I think we're uh, experienced enough to do all that. Um, and obviously, one important thing is uh, to check the compliance. You know, the agents might not have a valid gas cert or a valid EPC. Um, so at that point, it'll, it will be a good time to to obviously check that and uh, cover the landlords back as well. Fantastic. And then obviously, let, let's hear first-hand experience. So Emma, what's been your experience of switching agents again through your 22 years in property? Um, never a problem. Never, ever an issue. Um, as I say, it's always happened really smoothly. Um, I would be really curious to find out is, if there's any. So if you, if I was to, so if I had a current tenancy, wanted to renew and I wanted to switch agent obviously Ham is more experienced in this because I've never been in that situation I would be really curious to know if there were any holdings on the previous tenant you know the previous agent if they could if there was any sort of comeuppance on that just because I've never been in that situation it sounds pretty straightforward um would there would there be any sort of um potential comeback from the previous agency if you did that mid mid tenancy I, I just think they don't want to be well, out sort of as, a renewal, as I said, it is it is a legal contract, um, so you're bound by those um, by those terms. Um, so that if, if there is a get out clause or an early termination fee, as people like to put it, uh, that will still need to be paid. Normally, it's about two hundred, three hundred pounds. Okay. Generally, I mean, I've I've offered landlords that, um, so I've offered to waive our initial fees. Uh, just, just to get um, their uh, properties over or you know they say I'm stuck with this I can't afford to pay the 300 or is it worth moving shall I wait till the end of the tenancy well no because we're not greedy we're you know we, we, we can pay the other agent off basically um, <laughs> to put politely um, and then they're out of the contract you know so we can, we can work with the landlord on a case by case basis um, and just look at their circumstances and just find the best exit strategy for them Fantastic. And and I think if if I can try and relate it for those who maybe haven't switched, it is very similar to if you are switching utility supplier. So you literally do some very minimal work, instruct your two people. So one energy supplier and the other energy supplier, they do all the legwork in the background and you get told once it's all sorted. So it sounds very very similar to that. Um, Right. I'm going to, one last point, we're going to have to be quite quick on this because I think Zoom has a 40 minute limit on recording. So um, all agents are the same, Hamid. Yes or no? (laughs) No. They are not. Why? Look at their competence. Look at look at how they're regulated. Look at their communication skills. Look at their transparency. Look at their honesty, integrity, everything that um, our landlord mentioned earlier. Um, 
So look at them, and the best place to look at that is their Google reviews. There's no no nicer place or more, more easier place than to Google their agency and just read their just read their reviews. Reviews are everywhere now. You know, they're on Google, they're on Facebook. You know, but everyone's got Facebook, or majority of people have Facebook, but everyone's got access to Google, and that is the easiest place to look for it. All agents obviously have to have to prove um, and advertise the fact that they're members of uh, certain um, regulatory bodies. Um, so again, have a look at that and make sure they are regulated, because we all have to follow a code of practice. Fantastic. And Emma, within twenty seconds, could you let me know? Are all agents the same? Far from it. And you know, don't <laughs> fall. Don't fall foul to false promises, um, you know, go for somebody with integrity. I think integrity is a really good word. There are lots of agents with integrity that are long-sighted and, and you know, seek those out because it, it's definitely, um, from a landlord's perspective, it makes your life so much easier mm. in the long run. Um, totally. Cool. Fantastic. I think that's a really good note to end on. So I've been Tom Bauer from Barrows and Forrester. I would like to say thank you for Emma, who's a landlord in Birmingham and in London, for coming thank on today to give our first-hand experience. And also to Hamid, the lettings manager from Barrows and Forrester. Uh, I've been Tom Bauer. That's been episode six of the Birmingham Property News podcast. And it's landlords, don't bother switching estate agents. Thank you. <laughs>